Okay. I guess it helps to turn the mic on. So let me do this again, since my dogs are the only ones who heard it the first time. Welcome to the Classroom 2.0 live session today. We're so glad that you've joined us, and I'm Kim Case, and I'm pleased to co-host today with Peggy George. And Lorna Constantini is not with us today. She had a family commitment. Today we're going to be talking about Web 2.0 tools and a demonstration with Steve Dimbo. And each week we gather to discuss ways to use technology tools in the classroom to engage students. And our broadcast consists of a live of a full session that's recorded on the live site at live.classroom20.com. The full video, audio, recording, and chat log links are posted there later this weekend. The topics posted there as well for each week so that you can bring some ideas and strategies and suggestions to share. And let me go ahead and review some of the features in the Illuminate session that we'll be using today. The participant window just below there is a little green hand with an arrow on it. And if you would like to raise your hand to share something or ask a question, you'd click on that. And then at the time, we'll be able to give you the mic privileges. Just below the hand, next to the hand are two emoticons, the applause symbol and a thumbs down symbol. And during today's sessions, we'll be asking some poll questions. And you'll cast your vote using the check mark or the red X. And you won't click anything on the whiteboard at that time. You'll use those little um, symbols next to the blue door. And the blue door, if you need to step away from your computer, just click on the blue door. And then we'll know that you're not available at that time. If you're not able to see the chat or the way the session is laid out, you can click on View. And then click on Layout. Sometimes it's locked and you need to unlock the feature then you can resize the individual windows, or you can choose one of the default layouts that are in the Illuminate layout se section. We offer uh, closed captioning features today by Tammy Moore. And we're very appreciative that she does this for us. So if you have uh, colleagues who are hearing impaired, please let them know that they can join us in the session and view the closed captioning text. All you need to do is to click on the little blue CC in the toolbar. And then you'll be able to see the text that Tammy is typing. So please share that with your colleagues. And if, um, I believe it's also showing in the recording. So they can, uh, if they can't participate live, they can join us via the recording. In the chat window in a moment, or on the if you've already done that, great. And we're going to be using the laser pointer tool in just a minute. The laser pointer is the blue wand with the red starburst. And I'm having some bandwidth issues just a second. OK. If everybody could please click on the laser pointer and then indicate their location in the world on the world map.
Looks like many of us are having bandwidth issues, so I'll give it just a second for uh, Illuminate to catch up with us. And I'm seeing some lots and lots of dots throughout the world. Australia, out by Hawaii, out Europe, wonderful places. We're so glad that you've joined us today. So I'm going to go ahead and go on. So I want to make sure that we give lots of time to Steve. And we just want to let you know that on the live.classroom20.com site, when you click on the Archives and Resources tab, um, it takes you to the blog post that we've posted each week. And on the slide is an example of one of the posts that we had recently with the, our special guest Shambles Guru that session. And you can see that um, the recording links are posted there, as well as an RSS feed that I've circled. And you can subscribe to the RSS feed by clicking on that RSS feed button and then adding it to your favorite reader. And all of the links that we share during the session in our GLAM links, for your Glamorous co-hosts, of course, those GLAM links and all of the recording links are posted in one blog post. We combined them all. So please uh, check that out when you have a chance and make sure that you subscribe to that so that you don't miss any of our great links and uh, resources that we share with everybody. I know that's not what GLAM stands up for, but I, I, I pretend it is. Okay, now we're on to the polling questions. And there, okay, let me just uh, ask you the polling question then. And we'll pretend that it's showing. Have you ever seen a Prezi presentation? Have you ever seen a Prezi presentation? You click on the green check or the red X that's right by the door the blue door under the participant window. Have you ever seen a Prezi presentation? If you have, click the green check. If you have not, click the red X. I'll give it just a bit more time, and then I'll give you the poll results. And it looks like in this group, 42% of us have not seen the Prezi pres a Prezi presentation. And about 50 of us are familiar with a Prezi presentation and what a Prezi presentation can do and what it looks like. So that's wonderful. Um, towards the end of the show, I think you'll be impressed for those of you who have not seen one. And the next poll question, let me go ahead and reset this, is have you ever used Prezi to create presentations. Have you or your students ever used Prezi to create a 
presentation. Okay, and let me get those results. And for the poll question two at the bottom, it looks like 65% have not used Prezi themselves or with their students, and about 16% have. So that's going to be fantastic. Um, we're going to learn about that, and Steve's going to talk a, a teeny bit about how they use it and ways that he has used it personally. So let me go ahead and go on. And um, I'm pleased to introduce to you today Steve Dimbo, who is with Discovery Education, often referred to as the DIN. And we're so glad that he has joined us today. And Steve, welcome. And um, could you start out first by giving us just a little bit of your background and uh, some of the things that you do for the DIN? Sure, happy to. You guys, I see the microphone moving along, so I'm assuming you guys can hear me. Uh, I am the online community manager for the Discovery Educator Network, which basically means I manage the blog network, the DEN website, and so on. Uh, the DEN, for those of you that don't know, is a uh, online community for people who are uh, you know, customers and people who participate with uh, Discovery Education, uh, which is uh, well over half the schools in the uh, country. Uh, and even if you don't happen to be a current subscriber, there's still ways that you can participate as well. Uh, we have about uh, 6,000 or so star Discovery Educators right now across the country, uh, and about over 100,000 people that uh, participate on the website. It's a pretty phenomenal group to be a part of. Um, and I get to handle the online stuff. Like I said, the website, the blogs, podcasts, uh, and of course webinars. Uh, we do just like this sort of thing, uh, over uh, 100 or so scheduled webinars per year, and then a whole bunch more uh, beyond that. And one of the things I do get to do for uh, Discovery Education is I do also kind of keep an eye on new technologies, uh, see what uh, fits into our community, what fits into education, what fits in with Discovery itself. And uh, one of the ones across my desk, uh, I don't even know how long ago it's been. I don't think it's quite been a year, but uh, the one that made an impact on me at least pretty darn quickly was Prezi. Uh, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of Web 2.0 sites out there uh, and most of them do something very, very, very similar to other Web 2.0 sites. You know, you you see things like Digo and Dig. You see things like you know Illuminate and View and uh, uh, GoToMeeting and WebEx and all those. You can kind of lump together. And while Prezi, I suppose you could call it a presentation tool, in my opinion, it's one of those very, very few that really break the mold and uh, give you a a new experience and allows you to kind of uh, uh, take the experience and, and uh, and interact with it, and, and you know the presentation experience and interact with it in a new way. And that's one of the reasons why I kind of feel it's significant. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's the end all, be all, the best tool for education versus uh, you know any of these other things that are out there. But in my opinion. It definitely falls under the uh, the auspice of significant uh, because it really is one of those uh, uh, game changers per se. Um, 
<laughs> I always forget. Do I need to actually uncheck this before uh, in Illuminate before anyone else can talk? Um, no, you can. Um, we can have people that are talking while you are talking as well, or we can have multiple people able to talk. Okay, cool. I, I just wasn't sure whether I needed to to, to click that to uh, under. I always forget that with uh, uh, with the Illuminate. Um, okay, so uh, I, I, where do you want to take this from here? Well, go ahead and start talking about the Web 2.0 tools and using Prezi. And we can do a web tour or an application sharing, whichever you prefer. Yeah, well, I, I, I prepared a browser window that has uh, uh, some examples open already. So if we can share that, that would be fantastic. Okay. Um, I'm seeing some great questions that we're going to definitely cover. Yes, and, I, and I'll be trying to grab all those questions. If you click on the blue globe, Steve, in the moderator toolbar, It'll yeah. open a window, and then you can paste in the link that you want to go to. Oh, I can't just. Can I just show my browser window? Oh yes, you can do it that way too. If you click on the picture, the something with the little like yellow triangle on it, the little screen with the yellow triangle. Screen with the yellow triangle. I see. In the top. Green triangle. So yeah. share a selected application. How about we do that one? Yes, that's the Firefox. One. Yes. All right. And you can see my Firefox window right now? Yes, we sure can. Fantastic. And let me just go ahead and fill up this. Oh, no, it's working. All right, great. Uh, I believe it was, was it Paula? Paula shared this, uh, that she had a, uh, a uh, link cheek uh, with some Prezi examples and how to. So. Uh, I threw that out there. It, basically, for those of you that aren't familiar with Prezi, it looks like a lot of you kind of are, already are. Uh, but let's take a quick look at uh, uh, one. Uh, the, the, the basic concept of Prezi, where it, you know, a lot of people compare it to PowerPoint because it's a way to do presentations. But the place where it differs is uh, PowerPoint and Keynote and all these other sites are very much based in slides. You have slide one, you have slide two, you have slide three, you have slide four. You can make them nonlinear. You can provide links between other slides, but it all boils down to slides. Prezi gets rid of those borders. And, uh, and make it so that you can kind of look at your presentation uh, more like you would a piece of art or a poster or something without borders. So this is a, a presentation of uh, uh, architecture that someone created. And you can see this is the entire thing. And while it's a little hard to, to see the details of it, uh, each one of these little points, uh, can you guys see my mouse or not? Probably not. Um, each one of these little points is, in a sense, think of it as a slide. Oh, you can't see my mouse. It's great. Um, so for instance, if I click to the next point on the path, I may just completely crash my browser. There we go. And you may not get the full effect, the, the, the zooming motion of it. But suffice to say, while uh, because we're doing screen sharing, it may look a little abrupt, per se, uh, it's actually extremely fluid. That's one of the things about it is it's very, very, very fluid. So now all of a sudden, we can read the text. Uh, we can see what this person has to say. It looks, a, you know, at this point, it could look kind of similar to a PowerPoint presentation. But then let's say we want to get more detail on this little chart. If we click in next, it's just going to kind of zoom in there. If we want to zoom in even more, we can do that freehand. 
So I can just, with my keyboard shortcut, I can zoom in, and with my mouse, I can just navigate around as need be. And then if I click Next, it's just going to keep going to the next point in, uh, in the path that I have laid out. So in that way, it kind of differs from PowerPoint in that you know, PowerPoint is very, very, very structured. And while Prezi does give you a path to follow, a linear path to follow if you want, you can also choose to go freeform and just kind of navigate your way around. With every point in Prezi, uh, with every object, if you double click on it, it will just zoom in on that place. So if we zoom out some, and I wanted to just kind of zoom right in on the cat, I could double click on uh, the, the cat part, or unless this is one large, oh, horrible example. This is actually one really large image, so I might not be able to do that with this one. Uh, anyway, so we'll come back to that. But th th that's the main way that it differs, is you kind of start to look at your presentation as an object overall instead of just a series of uh, of instances. Um, I just said that we do a real quick little how-to. Uh, I'll just show you, I'm not going to show you things in detail right now just because we do have a limited amount of time, but the main way that it differs also in PowerPoint is uh, the way the toolbars work. Uh, the analogy that I like to use, and I, I saw a few people in chat say that uh, you know, Prezi seemed to be pretty confusing. I, I think the main reason that people consider Prezi to be confusing is that we are so embedded and so used to Microsoft and Keynote and those tools uh, uh, like that and PowerPoint and such. Um, here's, the, here's the analogy that I always like to give, or at least the example I always like to give. If you want to change the font in PowerPoint, how do you do it? Well, you highlight the font or the part that you want to change, and then you go to those numbers and you change the numbers. And if you want to make it bigger, you make it a bigger number. But what do those numbers actually represent? There's going to be some smart aleck in the window that's going to know. But for the most part, nobody even knows. Nobody has any idea. It's not inches. It's not centimeters. So, uh, who knows exactly? Maybe it's pixels, but what does that really mean? None of us really know, except for maybe web designers. The fact is that those numbers are pretty arbitrary as far as most of us are concerned. And why do they skip from 10 to 12? Why do they skip from 32 to 38? Why do they skip up to 44? What happened to all the odd numbers? Why do those all know those numbers get the shaft? Who knows? This in Prezi, you do it just a little differently. If you click on an object, first of all, you click on place and then click on an object, it gives you these little zebra-striped uh, concentric circles. The middle one is how you click and drag. That's it. No anchors, no nothing like that, no worrying about clicking off of it. Just click on that big old target, click and drag. The outer one is the one that you use to spin. So if you want to make it a different direction, you can do that. If you hold down the shift key, it'll lock it into different angles so you can get it just right if you want it exactly up and down or that sort of thing. And this middle one is how you make something bigger or smaller. There's no pixels or points. There's no numbers. You just make it the size that you want. If you want it to be little, drag it little. If you want it to be big, drag it big. And that may seem, you know, <laughs> that's me, this little, so zebra-striped concentric circle thing may seem really, really strange to us, but the fact is that the only reason it seems so strange to us is because we're so locked into those PowerPoint numbers. That's where our, our entire scheme is kind of built around it. Now, imagine if you were a kindergarten student and you were looking to create a presentation or create a slideshow or something along those lines for the very, very first time. Now, imagine sitting down and looking at something like this versus something like PowerPoint 
which one do you think is going to be more intuitive? Which one do you think is going to be easier? Which one do you think just makes more sense? You see what I mean? And that's kind of the perspective that I, I'm coming from. I think that our association with PowerPoint is uh, a lot of it is just because we've spent so many years uh, getting used to it, and whereas Prezi kind of changes things around. It's simplistic. It does not have anywhere near the features you're going to find in a well-established piece of software. You know, for instance, if you go to text, you have three choices. Body, strong, head, that's it. This is head, this is strong, and this is body. That's it. You don't get the chance to change the color. You don't get the chance to change uh, the, the, the font setting. You have those three choices. You do, with Prezi, actually they recently incorporated something called styles, so you could change a new style sheet. But with each of these style sheets, you're still only going to have three choices. You don't like them? That's all right. That, 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 that's the choices that you get. Um, if you want to express your creativity in, in other ways, uh, I mean, if you want to express your creativity more, there's lots and lots of other ways to do it. Um, you can also add in things like uh, lines. If you want to draw a line, no problem. If you want to add in an arrow, no problem. If you want to highlight something, you can certainly do that too. And then each of these, uh, you know, you can control the same way that you would control one of these other, uh, you know, the text object where you can spin it around if you wanted to. You can drag it larger or smaller. Or if you want to just delete it, just click delete. So now I can get rid of each of these. Now in this case, I want to make sure that I'm getting the highlight and not the other piece. And there we go. Now, as you can see, this looks very different. The toolbar is just this you know, set of bubbles. Uh, the text is uh, you know, simple in that there's only three formats, lines. That's all the options you get. But where it starts to get kind of powerful is in the way that you can layer things and the way that you uh, navigate around. So for example, if I wanted to start off uh, with people seeing this how to create a Prezi, and then go to the lion, and then go to the cheetah, what I do is I create a path. So I, I'll click over here, and I want my path to start right here with the create, so I click on that. And you'll see that a little zero pops up. And then I want it to go to the lion, and then I want it to go to the cheetah. And I just click. And you see how it's adding all of these little pieces, uh, all these little lines in between them? If I want to put something in between, so I want to say, at, uh, Let's learn about animals. I can go back over to path, and I want that to appear between how to create a Prezi and the lion. All I have to do is grab this little midpoint and drag that over there, and now all of a sudden it's going to renumber it accordingly, and it's going to be there. Let's say I don't want to go to that. I change my mind. I want to get rid of that one. Just drag it off, and it'll just disappear. And that's how easy it is to kind of just jump around and, uh, and lay out your path. Now, of course, once you start going to a lot of different places and maybe bouncing back and forth, things can get a little convoluted. And then all of a sudden it gets a little hard to see what's what. Well, so long as you just kind of click and drag it out, you can usually tell where we're going or absolute worst case scenario, you know, clear out your path and just redraw it. Not a problem. So I want to go there, there, there. Oh, I forgot to put this one in the middle. I can. And then let's just see what that looks like real quick. All I got to do is go out to this main one, and I can use these little arrows down in the corner to, uh, to start on the path. Oh, let me start at the beginning. How to create a Prezi. Let's learn about animals. There's my lion. Uh, there's my cheetah cub. Now, if I want to break the path and go to any little piece of this uh, independently, all I got to do is double click on it, and it will just zoom in on that. 
So now if I zoom out and I want to just go to strong immediately, which isn't in our path at all, I can just double click on that and it will just go straight to strong. So you can, using keyboard shortcuts and your mouse and such, you can kind of go with this in any order that you want. Uh, but the path is the main way that you kind of lay it out. Uh, Bruno mentions it does seem kind of linear with the path set. That's absolutely right. It is. The path gives you your ability to be linear if you want to. If you don't want to be linear, you can just drag this in any which direction and double click on things to call them out. Or you can then zoom in or zoom out and go in any direction that you want. But if you do want to be linear, you certainly can. And it can create sort of a slideshow effect. I want to show you just another example of what this kind of looks like. Uh, th and then we'll come back over here. I'll show you some tips and tricks. Uh, this is one I actually just, just found. It's a presentation about e-commerce. Uh, and by the way, yes, because uh, I'm sure somebody asked this in there. Uh, for every Prezi, you can share out the URL to view it full screen, uh, or you can actually, you can just recently, they added this, you can get the embed code, uh, so you can embed it in your own blog or your own site. So they do have, they do have a bunch of options. Actually, they had embedding before, but it wasn't done very well. It's much better now. So this is their uh, how, you know, e-commerce presentation. And so far, you know, what about e-commerce? Let's sell on the web. This looks very, very linear. And now you can kind of see first choose your system. And you can see that we've got this slide here. When we click on the next one, it's actually going to zoom into part of that slide and then move on to the next one and then the next one. Now it's zooming out again. But here's the trick of it. While we, it may be linear and we're kind of moving around, this is all part of a larger work. And if we zoom out, we can see what that larger work looks like. See? Their presentation is a monopoly board for e-commerce. And we started off right over here. Um, let me move this over here with want to play e-commerce. That was the first point on the path. And then we started moving our way around the board. And while some people will probably pick up on that as you go through, you know, it, once again, it's kind of a powerful way to do that. It's looking at that presentation as, as, as something larger, as kind of like a work of art. If we wanted to jump at any point, let's say to UPS, we can just double click on it, and it's going to zoom in and rotate around, and then we can just go on from there. Or if we wanted to follow the path, that's what those arrows are for, and it will take us to that point on the path that we can just keep moving around. Uh, oh my gosh, there's so many questions. I'm going to try and bounce in and kind of keep an eye on questions as we go. Uh, question about can you download it? Yes, you can download it. Uh, when you download a Prezi, it gives you a uh, player to go along with it. So you get the entire presentation along with all the media that you had in there and the player to go along. Uh, it works actually incredibly well, and I've used it several times where I wouldn't have had Internet access. Uh, the only stipulation is uh, that this is a freemium model, and I believe uh, at least, uh, unless they've changed it recently, uh, you can only download three presentations per account uh, for free. You can create uh, an unlimited number of presses so long as your uh, total media does not exceed 100 megabytes for free, um, and you can download up to three. I would never suggest that you would create multiple accounts, but I've heard rumors that some people have done that. Um, what else? <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to one other example. No, we're not going to do that one. Um, this one right here. 
so the other piece that I like about Prezi is uh, visually, and yes, you might be able to emulate this with PowerPoint, but I like the way you can kind of look at something overall and then move around it in and out of it. So for example, this is something that I used in a presentation to demonstrate how embedding works. So we can just walk through this. You know, if I wanted to take Obama's inauguration speech, uh, this is how it pulls up in YouTube, right? Now, the speech itself is a video. And as you can see, as soon as I go to an embedded video in here, it will start playing. And it actually plays incredibly smooth. Now, if I actually want to embed it, I go over to this part of the YouTube page, and you see how it says the, the, the embedding uh, the code right there? While I can only see part of that code, if you were to actually copy it, there's actually a whole lot more code to it. And now you see how I put this actual, the full code behind that other one right there. So it looks like we're kind of going through it to see the rest of the full code, and then we come back out. So while you may not be able to see the full code, we can go ahead and copy it, and then we go over to here, we've embedded it, and this is what the final result looks like. And then if I wanted to, I could move back over to the Mbaba part of it, and I could actually have that be playing if I wanted to. So you kind of get the idea that it's not just a matter of, uh, uh, you know, that the, the scrolling kind of uh, is flashy and all that. It really does kind of serve a purpose as well if you do it right. Uh, it gives you the ability, like for instance, in some sense, if you think of it, it's kind of like a pop-up book where you start off looking at the whole frame and then you're going to view it on just, the, or not, a, uh, yeah, uh, like just one window, maybe open it up and see what's behind it. Uh, and it's very easy to do that or to just key in on a specific part of an image. And the way you do that in Prezi is by using things like frames. You know, I showed you with the path that you can uh, choose any object in Prezi and put that on your path. But what you can also do is you can also create frames around things. So this is a frame. It's a little hard to see, uh, that one. Here, let me do a different one that will be a little bit easier to see. Uh, frame, we'll do a circle, okay? So I draw a circle. Now, this, and I'm drawing multiple circles. This is an object, just like before, I can put that on the path, I can draw it, make it larger and such, and what I can do is I can use that to kind of bundle things. So, for instance, if I wanted to, I could put this around all of our objects, and then when I put this into the path, let's say we want to go here second, it's going to give us the opportunity to kind of zoom out in sort of an arbitrary sort of a place. So if I start off at the beginning and go to the second one, let's go backwards, there we go, and now we can kind of get that little bird's eye view. Now unfortunately though, you do see that big ugly circle when you do that, and maybe you don't actually want to see it. Maybe we want to zoom in, you know, we've got our cute little kitty right here, maybe we want to just zoom in on the cat's, you know, on the cat's face. You know, we want to be able to talk about the facial features, about the, the fact that the cat has whiskers, you know, ways that this is similar to a regular house cat. So what we can do here is we can create a frame, and we're going to do it based on the current view. We're zoomed in. We want a frame to fill this up. So I'm going to create this frame. Now you can see it's white. Uh, it's a little obnoxious. But what I can do is I can first add that to the path. So now we're ending up on... You know, we're, we're right now, our path is going uh, from uh, create a Prezi, let's learn about animals, lion, cheetah. I want then to go to this little frame to zoom in on the whiskers, which is all well and good. And you can see that this will work. Lion, and there we go. And now we're going to zoom in. But now it's all white and faded. 
Well, just like in PowerPoint, you do have these tools where you can make things go up or down. So right now the uh, frame is on top of the cheetah. Right now it's below it. And because it's below it, when we go over to it, instead, we're not going to actually see the frame. The frame is effectively invisible. Let's learn about animals. There's the lion. There's that. And now we're going to zoom in on the frame. But because that, it's below there, we're just zooming into that point. We're not actually going through. And now we can actually just zoom in on those. If we actually wanted to go in through the cheetah's nose into something, kind of do a, uh, a, uh, a magic uh, school bus sort of thing, maybe go inside and look at the cheetah's digestive system, I could actually do that. If I zoom in far enough, we'll actually go past that. And now that we're, we've got a whole new world, in a sense, that's underneath there. And if I were to put in text like, now we're inside a cheetah. We could add that to the path as well. Path. And I'm going to add that last. And now when we go to play this, we're going to start off with Let's Learn About Animals. There's the lion. There's the cheetah. Zooming in on the whiskers. And now we're going through. And now we're inside the cheetah. Outside, inside. Do you see what I mean? Now all of a sudden, we've got a whole other layer of things that we can do because now not only can we uh, uh, skim along the surface of our poster, for instance, if we're doing the Monopoly, uh, then the Monopoly thing, um, we could actually go inside these houses and have an entire new section inside the house. And yes, technically, we could emulate that in PowerPoint with graphics and screenshots and this and that. It just doesn't have the same kind of flow. It's like with uh, uh, PowerPoint, you could emulate Flash and make a, a cartoon of sorts and such. Um, but really, it's, that's not what it's designed to do, whereas this is what this is designed to do. You see what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. It's not quite the same thing. Um, oh, Bailey's got a, a fifth grade project to so share. That'd be great. Absolutely. Yes. We'll have some time to share. So, can you share the the briefly the PowerPoint that you or the Prezi, excuse me, that you created for Nick? The one I created for Nick. Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I, here I'll, I'll I'll open that one up. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I don't think personally that that's a very good example of Prezi it just for one reason in that I, I feel like I'm doing a very PowerPoint-ish sort of thing with it. It's more of a, that presentation is mostly live demonstrations uh, and the PowerPoint was always kind of a joke in some sense in that uh, all it is is just a, it's, a, it's a means to drive from one place to the, one site to the next. Uh, but this is what it looks like. You can see we start off with top 10 free web 2.0 uh, tools for educators. We're going to bounce in. There's my actual presentation. Yes, you can put hyperlinks in. This is kind of undocumented in that you won't see it in the toolbars. But if you type in a URL with HTTP colon slash slash, after you save the presentation and reopen it, all of those will be live hyperlinks. So if I click through to these, they'll actually open up live. Uh, it just doesn't happen until you save it and close it and then reopen it. So what is Web 2.0? I can zoom over there. There's blog lines. And then here's my little description of blog lines. And then there's delicious and so on. The one that I kind of like the most 
is uh, oops, and I did click on it. Um, well, let me zoom out just a little bit. Uh, where is it? If you look at this presentation, there's a little dot right there. That's actually one of these little circles. And I would just like the fact that you can just hide it inside a period. And the fact that while we're bouncing along, um, so here is you know, my opening screen right there. And if we zoom out just a little bit, here is all the different circles for all the different Web 2.0 tools we're talking about. You know, there's extra normal, there's trailers, and then that little one right there is live stream. And the very last one that I show is Prezi itself. And Prezi, this entire presentation, has actually been sitting inside the Prezi bubble. You see what I mean? So and the so entire little, presentation, we're bouncing from here to there. Say that again? That little dot is like the navigation point. Well, I'm sorry, say that, well, say that one more time. That dot that you were referring to is the way you navigate to the next. Well, I just I navigate from point to point just using these arrow keys right here. What, what, what the point is, you know, in this presentation, I'll zoom in on the JCut logo and then go over here to the JCut logo uh, uh, bubble. Oh, then okay. I'll go over to Drop.io, and then I'll go to the Drop.io bubble. Then I'll go to Edmodo, and go to the other. And then I'll go to live stream. And the live stream bubble is this tiny little period right there. You know, if we zoom in and zoom in, we can see it. It's right there. See what I mean? Yeah. And then when we go to the, the Prezi one, you know, the, you know the, the Prezi bubble itself, everything else has actually been sitting uh, inside it the entire time. See what I mean? And, and that's, that's just what's kind of interesting about it. I wish I was a little more artistic because I feel like I, I could probably do so much more with this. I feel like I'm barely scratching the surface with it. Uh, and in some sense, it's very PowerPoint-ish just with a neat trick thrown in. Uh, the place where I'm doing a little bit of a better job is this one called Sweeted Storytelling. It's a different presentation I've been working on. And this one is about uh, digital storytelling. And so you can kind of see I'm starting off with the little curtain thing and then moving along. And the first bunch of slides, uh, it, 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 you know, in a sense, the first like three or four different points of the presentation, uh, they incorporate some videos. Uh, there's a little video. But as we're actually bouncing around through all these different points, uh, we kind of zoom out afterwards to notice that the first like five or six slides of the first like five, ten minutes of the film uh, of the presentation is all kind of inside this film can. Now I'm having some issues with the way I did it. I think I need to rebuild this one because uh, uh, I think I tried to do a little too many layers per se. Uh, I'm having some issues. I'm not sure whether it's my own ineptitude or whether I'm pushing Prezi a little too hard. Uh, but I start off here, bounce around into here, 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 here. And the whole idea being is that we're talking about digital storytelling, so we're you know, framing it all within that film can and then starting to move around uh, behind it all. Um, I think I'm doing a little bit better with that. But on the whole, I'm still kind of working on making things, you know, taking advantage of it, doing something more like uh, what you see with this Monopoly board, which I think is incredible. Okay, can you play part of that one for the uh, of the Monopoly one, or one that yeah, sure. you think is Actually, uh, a great example? Yeah, this 
is actually someone's technology plan, at least when they wanted to present to their administrators what the technology plan was going to look like, they used this one. And I like the way they did this. So there's a 2009 to 2011 technology plan. Technology helps us pave the road. It's a combination of text and images. So right here they've got this nice little shot of the kids looking down at the laptop. But when you actually zoom in, you see this video uh, that are actually some of the uh, uh, teachers from the uh, school district. Uh, what the classroom, you know, in their mind, what uh, is going to be happening in the classroom with respect to technology, and then they zoom in. Now, this is a great example where they're starting off with an image. They zoom in to see what's on the computer screen, and there's a bullet point. And then they zoom in even further on the computer screen, and there's the text. It's kind of behind there. And now they can zoom back out. There's a different building in the district. Another teacher from that building. And then once again a bullet point, and then it wraps around to show more text. And there's your little graph to go along with it. Now, we can actually zoom out once again, and we can see what this looks like overall. Kind of a convoluted mess per se, but you get the idea that you know, each one of these little bullets right here, as we go along here, uh, is a different school and the vision that that school has for integrating technology in. And it's a great uh, mix of uh, both text and video in there. There's the high school. See how we're zooming in on the TV. And you mentioned earlier, Steve, about the different way the brain has to think or process um, to create and to and when working with Prezi. Can you elaborate a little bit? Say that one more time. I'm sorry, I missed the beginning. You you mentioned a bit about um, how the brain has to think differently um, to process and use Prezi and to think about the past and the flow when creating a Prezi presentation. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, for example, if we want to talk about you know, let's say like the, the, the uh, I'm trying to think of a good let's say we're talking about um, uh, Van Gogh. You know, if they're going to be studying art history and they're going to be looking at Van Gogh, you know, typically maybe they would make a PowerPoint where they would go through a bunch of different Van Gogh's paintings and they would talk about the different points in his life and so on. But now, I mean, so long as it is an art class and we're talking about an artist, why not do something just a little bit more artistic? You know, yes, we, the important thing is we want them to know the information and we want them to be able to share that. But in the presentation itself, they can take a little bit of artistic uh, license. Uh, or, or have a little bit of an artistic license in it. So, for example, they could pull up an image of Starry Nights, you know, with a little village down below and so on. And then what they can actually do is they can put all the different pieces that they want to uh, exhibit, the, all the different pieces of information they want to exhibit, and they can embed it in different pieces. So, for example, in one house, maybe it's got his biography where, you know, where you actually zoom in on the house and behind there is, uh, you, know, uh, you know, his early years. And it shows some of his paintings, it shows maybe a video about him, an audio clip, or or something about someone talking about him, uh, and maybe some of the points. Then maybe we zoom out of that house and zoom up to the sun, and maybe that represents uh, you know, some of his later years when he's burning a little bit more brightly. And you can zoom in on the different rays of sun and see different you know, paintings that he did during that period. And the whole thing could be still embedded within the painting without marring it, per se, and, and it allows a, a sense of fluidity and a sense of creativity that you just don't get in PowerPoint. You just really can't do, I mean, maybe you can do that sort of thing, but it certainly doesn't lend itself to it. It doesn't encourage it. It doesn't encourage you to take a photo like this and to think, 
well, if I want to show a video on this next one, where should I put it? Oh, yeah, the TV screen. That makes perfect sense. We'll just zoom in on there, and that's where that student is going to be talking. You see what I mean? So maybe we zoom in on the TV, and then maybe we zoom in on these uh, students right over there, and maybe one of them has a cell phone. And while we would never be able to zoom in far enough to actually see what's on the cell phone screen, we can put whatever we want to right there, and we can zoom in on there. I mean, even without it being a high-res image, we can zoom in on there as much as we want, and then once we get down to this point, if we're putting something else on there, it's kind of irrelevant that the photo is getting a little fuzzy per se. It allows us to kind of get creative with our, our, our imagery instead of just thinking of each photo or each bullet point as an instance in itself, we can kind of see a little bit more about how they all uh, can be interconnected per se and related to each other. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I'm very talking and uh, talking head in the clouds per se, but I really do kind of think this uh, lends itself uh, to some really interesting stuff. I, I actually heard somebody else mention the other day uh, how great this would actually be for uh, mind mapping, and I'm so I personally I mean, it's a great example of how focused we get about these tools. I'm so focused on Prezi as a storytelling tool and as a presentation tool that it never really occurred to me that it would be kind of good for you know just maybe uh, throwing down thoughts and creating a mind map as we're going along. You know, teaching is telling, and if we collect all all these different quotes that we could just kind of layer them here, 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 and then eventually make a, a presentation out of it. You know what I mean? That it could actually be a great way, to, you know, a great inspiration style tool as well. Maybe it's not necessarily designed for it, but maybe we, you know, it provides a different way uh, uh, to do your, your, your brainstorm or your brain dump and still get uh, some uh, immediate value out of it. Yeah, just a thought. But I think it's just a good example of once again how fixated we get in our schemas that uh, that it's hard for sometimes for us to kind of look at things objectively and see them as they are versus how we expect them to be. That's right. <laughs> I feel like I've been rambling on it as a race. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it kind of feels that way. That's been just excellent. And um Somebody asked, does Prezi offer templates that you can use to create games or instructional materials for the students? Do you say templates? Yes. No, they don't offer templates. What they do is they offer these little style guides, but all these style guides are is they'll make the text look different. You know what I mean? And the background look different. That's about it. And the frames look different. If you want to switch to the Japanese, you can do that too. I don't know whether that would work or not. Um, but that, that's it. They do not really have any templates. They do have some galleries uh, where you can scroll through and see, uh, you know, they call it the showcase. Uh, you can see what other people have done, which may provide you with some inspiration. But largely, I think the vast majority of Prezi users so far are doing kind of what I did with this Web 2.0, this Top 10 Web 2.0 presentation, which is, uh, doing a flashier version of what we used to do in PowerPoint. Most of us are kind of stuck in these sort of schemas, and it's kind of hard to break them down and think of it as something different. Uh, there's very few examples in my mind so far of things like this Monopoly board or uh, you know the, the, this poster sort of thing. And you really got to sit through uh, the, the presentations to see them. Um, this one's not a bad one. Uh, in that it does kind of look at it as an overall project, but you're still just kind of moving around on it uh, as a um, 
in some sense as you would a PowerPoint. Instead of the bullets being, uh, you know, one, linearly, you know, one laid out on top of the other, uh, each of these, in a sense, are bullets. And, you know, it's cute that it kind of moves around and shifts the angle and you move around, you know, from place to place. But I really don't, I think this is still pretty low-level Prezi, in my opinion. Um, and most of the ones that you'll see in the showcase, I think, are pretty low level. There's a, there's a few that are pretty exceptional, and you really kind of got to dig to find them. If you look, I mean, just looking at it, you can see bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. All of these ones, these could very easily be a PowerPoint. They're, they're, they're neat in that they they're do things a little bit differently in terms of the fact that it flows around and such like that, which is all great. I'm sure Prezi is absolutely thrilled with it. But then every once in a while you see one that kind of breaks the mold. Uh, and that's to me where it really starts to get kind of interesting. Uh, it's hard. We're, we've spent so many years, uh, uh, it, we've spent so many years uh, thinking of presentations as slideshows that it's, it's hard to kind of break it down and say what if. Another example that I love to use is, uh, you know, if, if you're creating, uh, you know, um, I, I've got the, an image of some flowers. Uh, and if we wanted to use uh, the story, uh, if you ever heard, I'm sorry, if you ever read the story, A House is a House for Me, uh, it's a children's book where they talk about all sorts of things and what their different houses are. So a house is a house for a person, a glove is a house for a hand, a shoe is a house for a foot, a hole in the wall is a house for a mouse, and that sort of thing. Well, uh, you know, I use in some of my presentations the example of a garden, we just kind of use it as a general activity in storytelling, you know, what is a garden house for? Because there's so many different things kids can come up with that. A garden is a house for a flower, a garden is a house for a bee, a garden is a house for weeds, a garden is a house for whatever. Um, but with Prezi, then, you can actually take that and you can make that happen where you can have just a general picture of a garden. And then if a kid comes up with the idea of a bee, you zoom in on the garden to the point that the bee is just kind of hidden in on there. But, you know, you start off at the garden, you zoom in on the bee, then you zoom back to the garden, and you zoom in on a flower, then you zoom back to the garden, and you zoom in on a weed, and maybe they'd say an ant, and an ant isn't in that picture at all. You can put a picture of an ant either really small on there so it just looks like a little speck, and then zoom in on it, or you could put it actually behind there so you zoom through the flower if you wanted to. There's just all sorts of things that you could do where your main, you know, you're basically using it to kind of tell a story in a way that you just really can't do visually like you can do with a, uh, uh, with a PowerPoint. <laughs> I, I think it looks like we're kind of running, uh, uh, starting to run the one time. I don't know do we, if we stop at the top of the hour. Is there any other uh, questions that uh, I can answer? <laughs> All right. Things are, are, are rather silent. Oh. Um, somebody sorry. mentioned, can they um, download Prezi and then use it on a different computer? Yeah, when you Since download... Web-based? When you download a Prezi, first of all, web-based, it, it works uh, so far as I can tell. I think the only browser, uh, for a while it wasn't working on Internet Explorer 6. I'm not sure whether it does right now or not, but I know that was an issue. Um, but otherwise, when you download it, it gives you both a Mac player and a Windows player in the same bundle, and then all the media to go along with it. So you can just take that. It's actually a zip file, and uh, you can take that to whatever computer you might need, or you can allow your uh, 
uh, you know, if you're doing this at a conference, you can allow your attendees to uh, download it. Uh, well, just one other point. I mean, how long did it take you to we, become comfortable? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, how long did it take you to become comfortable with using Prezi? I'm still, I'm still kind of. It's not Prezi that's the issue anymore. Uh, Prezi itself, it didn't take me very long at all to become comfortable with it. I mean, if we go back over to this little, uh, uh, this little section right here, there's only so many bubbles here. There's the path, there's the line, there's the frame, there's the text, and there's media. You know, to upload a, an image or a movie or something like that. That's it. That the tools themselves are nothing. You know, I, I've shown you all the tools that there are and, and how they all function, with the exception of uploading a, an image or something like that. What's taken me a, a lot of time and that I'm still struggling with is, is, is breaking, like I said, breaking down that schema and stopping, uh, stop forcing myself to stop thinking like a PowerPoint. Uh, and that's what I do so often. Uh, it, it's, it's, that's what's the most time consuming is forcing myself to kind of step back and say, all right, so this is how maybe how I would used to do it in PowerPoint. What does Prezi allow me to do now differently and, uh, and how can I make that happen? Uh, that's, that's what's taking me a lot more time. In terms of actually learning the tool and, and getting comfortable in creating something, creating something like this top 10, uh, this took like no time at all. In fact, I believe I created this whole thing the first time around uh, about an hour and a half before the presentation began, uh, before I actually had to get up there and start saying my computer, I decided to convert my entire PowerPoint into Prezi, and literally it took me no more than like maybe 60, 75 minutes or so uh, to do it. Uh, it. It's really a simple uh, site. Uh, it, this is going to look really daunting, but it's not. Uh, this is what the path looks like for this presentation. It looks crazy. But you've got to remember, all I did when all was said and done was I said, all right, I want to start here and then go 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 here. And then when I actually finished, you know, that's what it looked like. It's not like it's, it was that complicated to do. And I've revamped this many times and just taken something out and putting something new in, and it's, it's never been a big challenge to do so. Uh, like I said, the biggest challenge is uh, trying to figure out what the implications are for presentations and how we can do things differently. Uh, it's sort of like you, if you're so fixated on, uh, on, on still images and on music and on paintings, and then all of a sudden someone shows you a video camera. You know, what's the first thing that you try and do? Well, you, you, take, picture, you, know, you take video of a flower or you take video of a landscape that you're just so used to seeing anyway and you don't really do anything with it. And it takes a while before you start getting that perspective and that eye for how video is different than these other flat mediums, you know, that sort of a thing, and how you can combine that with other, uh, other images and, uh, and music and, and so on. Uh, the one thing I, I didn't really mention is in terms of media and all that, uh, you can bring in images, no problem, takes images, great. You can bring in movies as well. Uh, I have to double check because it's been a while since I've done uh, a new one with movies. Uh, it used to be that you had to bring in .flv movies, flash video movies. Um, there's plenty of converters out there. Uh, MediaConverter.org uh, will convert just about any video to an FLV file. Um, so you, you would need to do something along those lines. But the other interesting thing about it is this actually will take any uh, 
uh, or just about any flash type file, um, there's an example when you go into learn that blew me away. Learn Prezi in four minutes. I'm going to pull this one up from scratch. Uh, because they had something in there that I had never seen before, which was, uh, where is it? Right there. You see the little butterflies? We can follow them. They got butterflies splitting around. Those are not movies. Those are actual flash files or flash uh, documents of sorts. And uh, I, I, I'm, I still haven't figured out uh, how to create something that will go in there. But once again, that's a whole other layer that not really anybody, I haven't seen really anybody tapping into the fact that you can add uh, animation and motion into these uh, animated objects into there, uh, which just once again adds a whole other layer. Uh, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> I hope that answers your, the, the question of how long did it take. <laughs> the, it, the short answer was an hour. Did. The long and answer is, is I'm still figuring it out. Good. <laughs> and this has just been fascinating to see, you know, especially the point that you brought about about the butterflies adding the like the in in the animation, the play animation kind of things. I I just think that's great. Um, we're, I'm going to go ahead and kind of wrap up the, the formal session, but um, Steve, if you have a few minutes to stick around, we can take questions from people. I know we kind of ran out of time, but um, if, you have, if you have to leave, we totally understand that, everyone. But if you can stay, um, hopefully Steve has time to stay after the hour. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to close out your application sharing. And then we'll take questions in just a second. Our next show is on September 19th, and uh, or the next show of the Classroom 2.0 Live Beginner Series will be on September 16th at the same time, 8 p.m. at this week. Eastern or Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern uh, for the third part in that series, and I think it might be the final part about RSS feeds, tagging, and feed readers. Our next show is going to be on September 19th. Um, we'll be talking about electronic portfolios or e-portfolios for students and teachers. And uh, we'll be asking what are they, how do we create them, how do we use them, and our special guest will be Dr. Helen Barrett. And Steve's created a number of networking and community sites. And as part of his interview series on September 15th, Tuesday, he'll be interviewing Ann Gillen on the E20 program. The time has yet to be determined. And on September 17th, on Thursday evening, 3 p.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. Eastern, Michael Horn will be interviewed. Um, and he'll be talking about a series on InnoCite's online case studies, and Steve will be conducting those interviews. And just a reminder that when you exit this session today, there'll be um, a link, it'll automatically pop up to our Classroom 2.0 Live survey. So if you could take a few minutes to fill that out and give us some feedback on today's show or future shows, we would greatly appreciate that. And we want to give a special thanks to Steve Dimbo for joining us today, and to Steve Hargadon, who is the founder of Classroom 
Facebook.com and the future of education.com and conversations.net and I can keep going, but I, I won't. Um, thank you to everybody who participated in the show today and especially to Illuminate for providing this forum to us and we're greatly appreciative of that. And so now, Steve, I'm going to pass it back to you. And as I'm looking in the chat, I see that um, Howie had a question about did Steve, did you convert the PowerPoint into Prezi? Or um, he's asking about a converter. Uh, no, I, 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 there was no converter. I actually uh, uh, just basically took the, it was a pretty simplistic PowerPoint, and I just took the time to recreate it. Um, so I went back and grabbed all the images that I used in the screenshots and just typed in the text and uh, literally, I mean, I basically created it from scratch in about 60 to 75 minutes uh, based on the PowerPoint that I already had. There is no converter. It just doesn't, you know, it's just too radically different. And I, I forgot to mention this, with the uh, premium version of Prezi, if you do pay for it, and which, you know, I should point out is not cheap. Uh, the, the, you know, the free version is all wonderful. Uh, the cheapest uh, version is a yearly uh, subscription of, uh, I think it's about 70 bucks per year. Uh, and then the more expensive one uh, is about $250 per year. The one that's $250 per year does actually have, uh, actually I believe both of them do. No, the, uh, the, the pro version, the $250 year one, actually has an offline editor as well. So you can actually create Prezi's offline. Uh, but, you know, it's a pretty steep price tag to say the least. Kind of. And Deb, you had a question or a comment that you'd like to share, Deb? Yes, really quickly, do they have any educator discounts? How would no. someone use this in the classroom or would they just use it as the trial? And would each child then have to be their own user? Uh, you can create, you, you could create a class account and let the students all log in with that. Um, multiple people can be logging in and editing uh, Prezi's at the same time. Uh, I, I, when, when Prezi was in closed private beta, uh, I gave my username and password to about maybe, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be admitting to this on a recording, but to about 10 or 15 different people so that they could all try it out. Um, so the, there is no problem with that. And like I said, so long you have a, a cap of 100 megabytes of space in the free version, uh, but beyond that, you can go ahead and, and most people can create it. As of right now, they do not have any educational pricing. Uh, what I do strongly suggest each of you do is if you are interested in educational pricing, take the time to send the developers an email. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Web 2.0 sites that had no educational presence whatsoever uh, wind up changing their stance or offering e up pricing or creating an educational side to it uh, based on the feedback from educators. So I really think that's important with every Web 2.0 tool. If you think that there's merit to it in education and but there's issues with the way it is right now, take the time to email the developers. Most of these are very, very, very small companies. Um, you know, less than a dozen people, and it, it's not hard at all to get to the top level uh, to the point where, you know, someone can make a decision like that and run with it. And I, I've seen it again and again from Animoto to Blogster to VoiceThread and so on. So definitely take the time to, uh, to drive into these developers. Would you get that information from their site? Peter is here. Yeah, go, go to, go to Prezi.com uh, or just about any site. Uh, scroll right down to the bottom uh, to, and look for something that says contact us. Uh, they have it right there. Um, you can, I wouldn't go through the support links. Uh, when in doubt, if you can't find any other contact, go through the sales links. Uh, 
go through the sales links and say, you know, this is something we want to do with students. We want to get the students hooked on it instead of having them use PowerPoint. So when they go off to college, they're all going to be using Prezi and buying subscriptions and all that. That will definitely appeal to their uh, other side. And the other piece of it is, uh, you know, the other argument, if you want to make an argument, is that it, it lends the site a sense of legitimacy that schools are using it, and it's not just getting used by, you know, regular public, you know, create like, you know, Saturday Night Live parodies or whatever else. Uh, it's one of those things that it's the altruistic side of it. it makes a good human interest story, and a lot of sites are willing to make those sort of accommodations just for that reason alone. So uh, yeah, so if you can't find another link, go through the sales link and uh, drop them a line. Steve, as you were presenting it, it appeared sort of Adobe-like with layers, vector graphics versus Microsoft. That's would you? That's a really interesting analogy, and I would say yes, but I put on the asterisk uh, because you don't need to know what a layer is or what a vector graphic is in order to take advantage of the benefits of them. It's taking the technical complexity out of it and just keeping it rather simple. Um, you know, you know what I mean. In that, yeah, but the the way that things do resize and are manipulated, it is uh, very. Uh, it's, it is akin to an illustrator sort of uh, thing. Yeah, no, I think you're dead on. These are the kinds of things I love to give to kids and say, you know what, I don't know how to use this. What can you learn from it and show me? And I find that that's just so powerful, critical thinking challenge. It, to me, I think you, you, you hit a great word right there, challenge, in that you know, you can even point out to them, you know, how, how, what does this allow you to do differently, to do that you couldn't do before? Challenge me by doing something that you couldn't do in PowerPoint. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and, and trying to create, you know, and giving the points, you know, I saw, uh, I think it was uh, Paula that posted a link to some present examples. One of the examples was a spelling list where a kid had put the spelling list in there. And I thought they did a nice job. But the idea of doing the spelling list in Prezi is really interesting. How many different ways can you come up to show, uh, to demonstrate what, you know, the, the, the words that are on there in terms of them as vocabulary words and as spelling words uh, and so on? What could they really, how could they make the spelling list so much more than just, you know, whatever, a typical spelling list? Uh, that could be a challenge where, you know, maybe the spelling of the spelling words maybe is a 10 points, uh, but the creativity side of it is maybe an equal, another 10 points. Whereas how often do you apply creativity uh, to the spelling assignments? You know what I mean? Definitely, and those are great questions. Did you have another question, Deb, or a comment? No, I'm sorry. I didn't put my hand down. Okay, no problem. Just checking. Thank you so much, Deb, for um, joining in and asking those questions. If anybody else has a question, they're um, welcome to click on the hand and use the microphone to ask their question, or they can just type in the question in the chat. And it looks like Peter Halsey is here from Prezi, and we're thank you for coming, Peter. We greatly appreciate it. Um, Steve's done a great job of using this and promoting it. And we definitely are interested in um, the educational version, uh, primarily for students that use like their work or pictures of themselves in their presentation um, to protect their identity and keep things safe and private. 
even though with the free version, yes, we can uh, download as much as we want for free, but some of those things need to be kept private for um, younger students or work that's been done in the classroom and copyrighted material and so forth. Um, some of those things need to be kept private. So that's kind of why we are asking for an educational version instead of just using the free public version. If I can just interject real quick, uh, one of the things, uh, since I do work for Discovery Education, you know, we have a library of 40,000 plus uh, videos for teachers, and unfortunately, due just due to the rights that the publishers contain, we don't have permission to allow uh, teachers to republish those videos out there on the internet. However, if they were to create something and keep it private, then the students could certainly use those videos in their projects. And that's how they get by with putting videos in things like VoiceThread and Animoto and other such web 2.0 no sites or Glogster, there's some phenomenal blogs that have been created using uh, 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 Discovery Education video clips, but because those were kept private and put behind a password, uh, they're legal. You know, they're, they're, they're kosher with our, uh, whatchamacallit, our, uh, our, our publishers. So I mean, that, that, that's just one example for why, you know, sometimes an educational version is kind of helpful. Educators quite simply just have different needs. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And yes, the copyright issues were the main thing that I was thinking of. If if they wanted to use, you know, any kind of educational video or document and so forth, and that's why the uh, importance of the the privacy comes into play. And you, you're so right on, Steve. I think this would be great um, if the educational version were considered and at a price that um, teachers can afford. Um, I know that's not much, but you know. Um, there are some great ideas and things going on that I think people would really like to use Prezi to do. Um, do we have any more questions from somebody that they would like to ask Steve via the chat or with your microphone? Okay. Um, all right. Well, go ahead. You have the microphone. Um, thanks for the show. Well, are you a Prezi convert now, or do you still plan to use PowerPoint or Keynote in the future, or that's it? That's a really interesting question. I would say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay, there we go. Uh, there are times where I still do use PowerPoints, uh, but primarily the times when I use PowerPoints, and the only reason that I still use PowerPoint is if there are pre presentations I create in PowerPoint that are a little more elaborate, I haven't taken the time to move them to Prezi. And just to be brutally honest, I'm a procrastinator, and oftentimes I'm doing things at the last minute. And when that's the case, it's sometimes easier for me to tweak something in PowerPoint than to recreate it in Prezi. If I create something new, when I'm creating new New presentations, I'm doing them in present. That that that's it. I mean, in, in less for I, I don't currently ha have the offline editor, uh, so sometimes I need to work on a plane, and uh, maybe I'll use PowerPoint still. But other than that, when I'm creating a new presentation, yes, I am using Prezi. I, I don't feel there's a compelling reason uh, to use PowerPoint over Prezi. Uh, the, I can't think of any significant features uh, that PowerPoint has that I can't do within Prezi, or that I couldn't do, use by doing a combination. Uh, and I just, I just, you know, Prezi just feels uh, uh, a little bit more natural. It feels right to me. Um, and plus, I mean, <laughs> you know, I hate to say it like this because I, I know we should be above this. But listen, 
I'm a presenter, and part of what I do is, uh, you know, is uh, 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 there's a little bit of showmanship involved in there. I've got to keep the audience entertained and such, you know, along with the content. But that is part of it. And the fact is, when you're showing a presentation done with Prezi to people, especially people that have never seen it before, there is a huge wow factor. People are on the edge of their seats trying to figure out how you're doing it. It's a magic trick. They're trying to figure out how the heck you're doing that magic trick. They know you did not make the Statue of Liberty actually disappear, but it certainly looks like it. They know this is not PowerPoint. It's not Kino. What the heck is it? And it's just keeping them on the edge of the seat throughout the presentation. And I'll always, you know, I'll usually save that for the very end to kind of explain what it is and how I did it. But I, you know what? Just the 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 stage person in me really enjoys that. So I mean, just to <laughs> just to be brutally honest, there is that. Oh, I love that idea, Tammy. Take a tour through the frog. That's a fantastic idea. What? Think about that. How would re how could Prezi be used for lab reports, especially when you can combine uh, media along with the images, along with the text? What a fantastic way to do your frog dissection lab reports. Oh, Tammy, please, if you do that, you have to email it to me. I, I oh, I, man, do I want to see that. <laughs> That would be fantastic. That would be awesome. And if Tammy, if anybody can do it, Tammy can do it. And it would be first class. And yes, Tammy, when when you do that, please, please share it with us because I, I think that would just be phenomenal. I know you do a fantastic, fantastic job. She is awesome with, with graphics and clip art, Steve. I mean, if anybody can do a professional and fantastic job, it would be Tammy. Oh, uh, I saw a question from Peggy asking whether ADHD students have problems doing. <laughs> whether ADHD uh, 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 students have problems viewing Prezi presentations. Uh, the answer is no, unless because I have totally screwed up Prezi uh, uh, one presentation that I did in Prezi where I accidentally turned the circles. Yeah, basically. I did a 360, or maybe not a, quite a 360 on the circles. I turned them 359 degrees. So every time I went to that circle, it would actually spin a full uh, circle cycle around. The entire screen would spin 360 degrees before coming to a stop. And every time I went to a bullet point, it did the full 360 degrees before coming to a stop. And I got to admit, even I got a little nauseous watching that. But that's not the fault of Prezi. That's the fault. You know, that's user error. So <laughs> just to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody mentioned. Yeah, you can be kind of dizzy, dizzying, depending yes. on how you yeah structure and set your paths. <laughs> but I think a lot of that is when people are using this. You know, people are especially that they're excited by it. They're getting used to it, and they're just using the spinning for the sake of using the spinning. They're turning the text on its side, not for any deliberate purpose or artistic reason, but just because they can, because it's so cool. And that you know that that's part of the learning curve in some sense. You know that that's part of uh, you know it's kind of like part of, you know learning to use paints. Uh, you know at first you're just using those broad strokes, and it takes you a little while to learn. Uh, how beautiful subtlety can be. 
Uh, and I think when we all start using, that's why you see so many prezies in the uh, in the, the main window uh, in the showcase where people have just created the bubbles and people are just flying here and flying there and back and forth and back and forth. And it does get a little dizzying. Uh, and it takes a little bit of time to kind of settle down and do it with uh, a, a sense of, uh, uh, you know, a, a sense of, I don't know what the word is, uh, deliberateness, if you will. Yeah, that's a great point, Peggy, about the flying text and animations in PowerPoint. Same sort of thing. Um, let me see. I think I've asked all the questions that I saw go by. Um, does anybody else have a question that they would like to ask Steve or share with Steve? I'm going to go ahead and put up the presentation that Steve did at NEC, just to show you real quick um, in a web tour how it, it moves, how the path moves and how it's smoother uh, than with the application sharing. With application sharing, it, kind of, it gets to be kind of um, bandwidth intensive. And even the web tour is a little bit slow. When you're watching the actual presentation online, you don't have the, the lag that you have here. But this is just a quick idea to show you um, some of the things that you can do with Prezi. And this is by no means the most, uh, all of the, its full potential. Dad, so say, it yeah. is a really excellent uh, presentation tool. And Steve, you did a fantastic job presenting today. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. It's fun stuff. And I like I said, I really there are so many Web 2.0 tools out there, but in my opinion, there are so few that really break the mold, that really give you something different, uh, something original, and it's just completely outside of our our our, our, our tip traditional experiences per se. And I, I think Prezi fits the bill there. It, it really is uh, one that uh, it, it well. It changes the it changes the playing field, if you will. So it's I worth definitely, Yeah, I just think it's fantastic. And when I saw it, I thought, oh, we just we need to have you on because it's just so unique. Thanks, I appreciate it. It's been fun. And Peter, we're glad that you created this tool for us, or you and the other developers. So um, thank you for doing that, and we're glad that you joined us today, Peter. Um, are there any other questions before we let Steve go and close up the session? If not, we would um, love for you to join us next Saturday when we talk about student portfolios. And I could easily see students creating a portfolio um, kind of Prezi presentation that would really wow, I think, um, college recruiters and so forth when they uh, share their portfolio with people or on a job and so forth. So I think that's really a, a, a unique tool that's been created. You know, Peggy, you make an interesting point. That'd be a great addition uh, to an e-portfolio, or you know, this could be the actual portfolio itself. You see, we, we've kind of seen the evolution of the resume in some sense. To be become 
the, the social media resume, the, the living, breathing web page that's pulling in all your different links from Facebook and Twitter and such. Uh, I've seen some really interesting uh, resumes on Flickr that are done like you know, in graph form or in this or that, non-traditional. Well, Prezi could be another way to sort, of, to sort of do that, to be your portfolio itself and have it embedded in it all the different uh, artifacts from your, your, your work uh, and just create them in a very uh, uh, artistic, creative way. And that could be really interesting. I definitely agree. I could really see some fantastic stuff that people could really do um, with Prezi and really, really impress you know college recruiters with their kids or however for or whatever um, audience or venue that you're using Prezi for. All right. If there aren't any more questions, then I'm gonna we'll let Steve go. And we again, thank you, Steve, so much for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure. This has been fun. Thank you also, Peter and Peter. We definitely will, and there's Peter's email address in the chat, so that we can turn. Hopefully, deluge Peter with um, emails to create um, an educational version for us. And so we're going to go ahead and close out. And we again thank you so much and hope that you'll join us next week. And then if any of your students happen to create um, items with Prezi, please share those with us next week or in the future. We have a Deagle uh, link group at uh, Deagle, both Classroom 2.0 Live. So be sure to join that. And then you can share your Prezi presentation links with us. Um, so that they're semi-private um, just with our group. And that would be really wonderful if you could do that. So again, thank you everybody for joining us today, this afternoon. And have a great day and weekend. And we will see you next Saturday, everyone.